I'm Kate Bell and I am founder of Zip Us In. Kate, welcome to the Cambridge Judge Entrepreneurship Centre podcast series. First of all, tell me and our listeners a little bit about your company. Zippersin was founded just over five years ago now when I had my second child and we have brought to the marketplace a rather unique product that is a jacket expander panel for customers to use to expand a jacket that they already have during pregnancy or baby wearing. You came up with the idea, possibly a eureka moment when you were trying to sip your own jacket up, but How did you then take the concept forward? If I'm honest, it was a fairly lengthy process. That original eureka moment was probably when I was about seven or eight months pregnant. And we'd had a fairly mild winter, so I'd managed to get through most of of November, December and into January without really needing to wear my coat. So it was just lots and lots of layers, lots of cardigans and jumpers. We were sort of getting into February time. And I I certainly couldn't zip my jacket up anymore. I had a really, really lovely outdoor technical jacket. We live in the New Forest, so we do quite a lot of walking, a lot of outdoor time. And I couldn't get it zipped up anymore, so I would zip it up from the bottom and and then use the double zip to, to unzip so that it was just attached just around the neck and then put it on over my head so that my belly stuck through the open zipper, which looked absolutely ridiculous and, and I was fairly cold all of the time. And kept Googling to try and find something that would help with my problem. I'm sure that many other women must have been going through the same same dilemma and just couldn't really find anything. We were doing little diagrams of, of the ideal product that would fit the bill. And I remember discussing it with my mum, saying, come on, you can, you can make me something like this. I never really got round to it during pregnancy. And then, then the baby arrived and time was very, very full at that point. And it was actually afterwards when I spent a lot of time outside with her in a, in a baby carrier. And it was then that I kept thinking this idea that I'd had before for something to expand my jacket, that's what I would really need again now. It would be really useful for a second fix to to be able to do my jacket up around my daughter in the carrier because my choices were to either wear my husband's coat, a coat that was much too big for me to be able to do it up around her, or I would put my coat on, do my coat up, then put the carrier on over the top and then put her in a multitude of layers in the carrier And then I'd go out for a walk, she'd fall asleep in the carrier, I'd get home and instead of being able to just take my coat off and carry on, get some jobs done while she was sleeping, I'd have to instantly take her out of the carrier because she was at risk of overheating and take her layers off. Of course, by that point, I've woken a sleeping baby to get the carrier off to be able to take my coat off. So it was then that I really thought, right, I need to do something about this. This product that that I need, it's time to, to get myself one. Got a piece of fabric and some zips and dragged out the little diagrams I'd been doing and my mum very kindly put me together the very first zip us in jacket expander panel on her sewing machine for me to be able to use when baby wearing. And you didn't have a fashion background? No, no. So I had no experience in retail. I was running my my first company at that point in marketing. I knew marketing, I knew, knew brand design but had no experience of product design or retail or manufacturing so it was it was a real learning curve. Marketing and sales? Yes, yeah, I had sales experience at that point, yes. So next step, how did you grow your company? What did you decide and how did you decide to name it? And the first step must have been to go and get a loan. 
Not exactly. I guess the early days weren't exactly how you would expect a company to grow. I had the name, the the marketing side of it was a natural process for me. So before I really had a, a product to speak of, I had a brand and a name and a logo because that, that's what came naturally for me. The rest of it happened as a process as a natural process rather than a, a conscious decision. Every time I used my panel, I would get stopped in the street and have mother say, oh, excuse me, where did you get that from? That's such a great idea. It wasn't a case of me sitting down thinking, right, this, this is a business I need to do something with. It was a little bit later on down the line after using it that there was obviously opportunity. There was a huge gap in the marketplace. And because I had experience of, of running a business at that point already, that was something I just couldn't possibly let pass me by. Uh, so it was at that point that I realised that this was an idea that, that I needed to submit my patent application and I needed to trademark the, the logo and protect the design. And then we started really just making to order. So I had some experience in website design, so I put together a little website. Um, I found a lady local to me who had a sewing machine and was prepared to, to make the item to order. And I would just buy the fabric from a fabric shop near to where we lived, ordering the zips. And we were probably making two or three a week at that point. People were starting to share on social media that Zip Us In had, had come about. And mums are great at talking. It's so one mum bought one and, and shared it with some other friends. And so the, the growth was very, very much organic to start with. Um it's really modern-day techniques and practices that allowed you to do that. You could be an entrepreneur, you could innovate and design your own product, getting your mum and your neighbours to help, and then you didn't have to have a big warehouse or scale it up. You did it piecemeal and word of mouth and social media. It's a very modern entrepreneurship business story, isn't it? Absolutely. Definitely not the traditional business model. There wasn't a, an application to the bank, a business loan. It really was just coping with our own money in building something that we believed to, to have great opportunity. And it was the demand for the product, really, that pushed forward the growth of the business to start with, not necessarily my thoughts on where the company should grow to. You said you'd been a marketeer and you knew about sales. But surely one of the challenges must have been to register that patent. It's not easy, is it? <laughs> yes, there are a lot of challenges. And I, I like to think I'm probably very good at finding solutions. If there's a problem, I will just keep going until I find a way of fixing it. And, and a lot of the challenges in the early days simply came down to reading everything I possibly could, networking with other entrepreneurs that had done similar things. I was very lucky to meet a lot of other brand owners in the nursery industry and gained a lot of experience from people that had, had been there and done what I was intending to do. And you can find anything on Google. Well, that certainly is an inspirational story. But issues, was there an issue in being a female entrepreneur? You seem to say it helped you because you could talk to the other mums. And I'm not trying to be gender biased here, but your product was aimed at mothers. Presumably fathers might want such a jacket once the baby is born too. <laughs> but a female entrepreneur, were there any difficulties? 
to start with, I, I would say probably being female enabled me to understand the product and the marketplace better because, yes, to start with, we were appealing to expectant mothers, new mothers. So being a female enabled me to understand the issues that women faced with trying to find maternity wear. As the business has grown, it's really been in my mind that my gender has been fairly irrelevant and I have met an awful lot of other entrepreneurs that, that I have a huge amount of respect for and I feel like I've been respected in the field irrelevant of whether I'm, I'm a woman or a man. Growth. How did you decide, well, I want to move off the kitchen table and using my friends and neighbours, but I'm going to have a strategy for growth and formalise, if you like, the inspirational company that I founded? Probably to start with that step happened again without conscious choice. A lovely friend of mine mentioned that Boots, the high street store, were running a promotion to look for mumpreneurs, parents that had come up with an idea that had either just started to get that product to marketplace or hadn't even got that far. So I applied and was invited to the head office in Nottingham to pitch my idea to the, the Boots buying team. Something I thought would be a bit of a, a five-minute sit-down to show them my idea. It was very early days for the company. I was expecting them to say, what a lovely idea, maybe come back to us a little bit further down the line. And at the end of that, the opinion was, how quickly could you get it onto our shelves? Which was a huge surprise for me and was a real turning point for the company to start with because at that point, my lady making these to order in her garage certainly wouldn't have been able to cope with the kind of volume that we would need to then go into supplying a high street store. So things really changed from that point on and it was a very interesting drive back from Nottingham. My husband had, had taken me up so he drove back and I spent four or five hours in the car making long lists of all the things I would need to do and at that point we needed to look at manufacture on a much larger scale where I would store product, how I would market that product. It was a, a, a real sort of complete redesign of the, the company and the business model at that point. And then we were looking at manufacture outside of the UK. And what I thought would be a fairly swift process was actually a very long process. I, I'm, I'm very good at thinking, well, I can do anything. Well, you know, if we need to manufacture outside of the UK, I can get that done. We can, we can do that and we can get these turned around really, really quick. And there was an awful lot I had to learn and learned an awful lot about the manufacturing process, fabric sampling, testing. I mean, it was a, it was a completely different ballgame at that point. It took uh, just over a year from the point of Boots saying that they, they wanted to, to sell our products to actually getting them onto the shelf and getting that manufacture process in place and the warehousing and the storage and all the other things that, that we needed to go from a sort of cottage industry to something much bigger. Well, as a mumpreneur... How big is your company now? How many countries does it span? Well, we are doubling the turnover, doubling the, the unit sales every single year at the moment. So the growth is, is pretty huge. We sell uh, all over Europe, through Amazon, a large number of um, independent retailers. We're now stocked in 40 go outdoor stores in the UK. This year, we have also launched into the US and Canada, which is a huge step forward for us. So, yeah, the brand has grown in the last few years on a huge scale. Now, you said it took a year to sort of scale up and you were frustrated with the time period. <laughs> Sitting here interviewing you today, it doesn't seem like a very long lead-in time to grow this, as you say, pan-European company now. But have you got tips for other 
entrepreneurs, the students at the Cambridge Judge Entrepreneurship Centre, what should they do if they want to found a company and scale it up? I think my my family would probably agree that I'm the least patient person on the earth. To me, it seemed like those early days took a lot of waiting around, a lot of hanging around to actually get things moving. And in the last few years, it has been much, much quicker growth. My advice would, would probably be to always remain positive, although it's been incredibly hard work. And there have been moments where I've just thought, why on earth am I doing this? Is it is it really worthwhile? But I've just put my head down. I've believed in my product and, and believed that we have something really good and kept working really, really hard. And anything is possible. A, a business that that should have just been me making a small amount of product has turned into something totally different. It's been a lot of hard work, but incredibly rewarding. And you're employing people, so you've gone from being a marketeer to really being a CEO and business founder. And and then you have the human resource issues as well. The, The team is still relatively small. We do outsource quite a lot of work we've kept the the company as streamlined as possible i do like to keep very very much in touch with the customer based so i'm still the one answering the questions on amazon i'm still the one answering all the emails and picking up the phone so i'm still very much connected with the business itself so you're the shop owner who keeps her feet on the shop floor (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, very much so. I like to know what my customers are looking for from the brand, how we need to develop. And although the the company has grown very quickly, I do still feel like it's early days. We've got a huge future ahead of us and I want to make sure that I'm controlling the direction of the business from this point. Well, where next? Perhaps inroads into to China and being on Alibaba or a site <laughs> like that, that would quadruple your sales very quickly. Yes, Worldwide, you know, there's babies being born and pregnant women all over the world that could benefit from a Jack Expander panel. It's a great product for saving customer money, which is relevant in any country. We are also looking at the social responsibility element. We're keen to make sure that, that there's less fabric wastage around the world and maternity wear, a huge amount of maternity wear goes to the landfill every year. So we're hoping that our product will hopefully reduce that wastage. So yes, we're keen to to go global, keen to increase the unit sales, and we are keen to continue to expand the product range as well. Now you've won some awards and you're on a management programme. Has that been helpful for you? Very, very helpful. was very lucky to be given the Barclays Entrepreneur of the Year for the South Award last year. And as part of that, they introduced me to the programme at Cambridge Judge School. I must admit, at first I was reluctant about taking the course because it meant full days outside of the business, which is a huge choice for me to make. And to start with, I was weighing up whether I really have that much more I could learn about the business growth. We seem to have grown quite quickly at that point. Looking back now, a very, very naive opinion. Um, The course has been phenomenal in terms of the connections I've made, the people I've met, the information I've learned. And and I really didn't know quite how much more there was to learn until I started picking up that that information. I feel like the business has better direction because of what I've learned here. It's a more strategic approach to the growth over the coming years. I felt a little bit like I was winging it all the way along and that the business was growing without my control. So the demand had created the business growth. I now feel like 
I'm back in control of that and the decisions that we're making are the right decisions because they've been analysed and they are strategic. So a new approach as a mumpreneur? Yes, very much so. Much more considered approach, looking at what's good for the business and making the right decisions based on a more long-term future rather than jumping from, from one week to the next week. And do you ever... I'm not going to ask a question about sleepless nights because that's patronising. But do you ever pat yourself on the back just before you go to sleep or when you wake up in the morning? Think, yes, I've done that. I've done that. (laughs) I guess I'm still looking ahead and I'm always looking at the challenges that are coming at me next. There's not always a lot of time to sit down and think about all the things that I have done right and that have worked out and that have been successful. Um, I'm probably my biggest critic, so I am always looking ahead at what's coming around the corner, what I need to deal with next. Thank you very much indeed, Kate Bell, for talking to the Cambridge Judge Entrepreneurship Centre podcast series today. I've very much enjoyed meeting you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.